This week on So Many Sequels, we are talking about The Dark Knight Rises. Released in 2012, Christian Bale gives his final performance as Batman, this time dealing with Catwoman, Bane, the return of the Scarecrow, and part of his past that has come back to haunt him. Hey everybody, you're listening to so many sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Batman. I knew I was finally did it. I just been the whole plan the whole time was to sneak in here and be like, I'm Batman. <laughs> Didn't he do that though already? I did, I did it last time. No, I don't yeah. no, I'm pretty I don't sure he did. No. Nope. Pretty sure nope. he did. Didn't happen. Because yeah. I was paying attention. I don't mm. I totally know. Mine was better, so that's all that matters. I'm okay. Garrett. Okay. That's my real name. Okay. Secret identity revealed. Okay. I could be like I'm burned. Ugh. It's not as much fun. Nope. Nope. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I'm sad today. Because it's raining? No. I like the rain. Who will stop the rain? Um, I will never see the rain. I don't know. I never want to. It seems like we don't we, we don't often get enough rain to, to need it to stop this, this year at least. That's true. I need more rain. I don't know. We just instantly aged 50 years by talking about, <laughs> talking about the weather in this podcast. What's the weather outside, boys? Um, I don't know, but my knee is swollen. Must no. Be a storm coming in. I'm s- <laughs> my knee does that sometimes. <laughs> I was joking. In my head, I get headaches. <laughs> I do I get, get headaches before the rain. I do get headaches. You've um, got a trick knee anyway, Andrew. I feel like it's, it's, been, it's re- metallic. been replaced like four or five times. No, it's plastic. Oh. <laughs> That's not very environmentally conscious. No. Well, um, feels better. No, I'm sad today because we're finishing up the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. It's a sad, sad time. It's yep. such a great, you know, there's ups and downs, but it's overall a really good, solid gonna, three movies. We're yeah. never going to do it again. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Never say never. Justin Bieber. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Pretty sure he said that, right? Sure. Isn't that a Justin Bieber song? Yeah, never say never. I don't know. Maybe one day we'll be like, let's do them all again. Just to see how we Just like Just to see. Right. I don't know. You never know. Maybe in 20 years. Exactly. On the 20th anniversary of this podcast, when it's like a virtual reality chip implanted in people's <laughs> eyeballs. <laughs> we'll do that. No. Today we're doing The Dark Knight Rises, uh, which is the, the finale of Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Um, came out. When did it come out? I haven't looked yet. 2008? 2012. 2012. 2008 was Eight Dark, was Dark Knight. Knight. July 20th, I believe. Um, starring a lot of the same people, but this time some additions. We got Anne Hathaway and Tom Hardy and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I would say, are the three main new additions this time around. Uh-huh. Um, Anne Hathaway plays Selina Kyle, who becomes Catwoman. Tom Hardy plays Bane. <laughs> and Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays a person Officer who's Bla- there for some reason. Officer Blake slash Robin. Officer Blake Robin. So, I, I mean, just on that note, I'm looking at this and it says uh, he's listed as being John Blake. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see now. Okay. But at the end of the movie, you know, they talk, They say you should use your birth name or your legal name. It's Robin. Where does that fit in? Boo! John Robin? Robin John? Robin John. Ooh. Robin John is okay. Robin John Blake? Robin John. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds yeah. like a stage name. Anyway, he was silly. But in this uh in this movie, we see the uh the whole the two movies before it come together, it ties back to Batman Begins, it ties back 
to, to the Dark Knight and sets up this big epic finale for Batman. So what do we think about it? It's hard to follow the Dark Knight. Let's be real about uh, that. Yeah, okay. It's very hard to follow the Dark Knight. I feel like this was an effort to combine the elements of the Dark Knight and the elements <clears throat> of Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Put them in one movie. Kind of, yeah. And it's a... It gets... About after the thir- first 30 minutes or so, it just gets into a giant convoluted mess. Yeah, it kind of does. I thought the same thing. What about the villains in this movie? Did y'all think there were too many, or do yeah. you think it was the right amount? What um, do you think? I had a hard time figuring out, like, who some of these villains were. Mm-hmm. Like, we, uh, we we talked about it earlier. We, we clearly know who Bane is. Like, yes. like Bane is Bane is the main the main bad guy here. But then we have Selena Kyle, who's not really. Yeah, she's there. Yeah, she rides the line. Yeah, that's she what she rides, does. She rides the, she's said, good sometimes. She's bad. She's like a petty jewel thief, but like she came in to help Batman at the end when he needed it. Mm-hmm. So if anything, she's an antihero. Maybe, maybe, maybe an antihero. And then we have Raz Al Ghul. So um, yeah, Raz Al Ghul, Raz Al Ghul's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a huge twist. Yeah. That was a huge twist. It was unexpected, and it, but it didn't, you know, didn't do anything for me. No, it just kind of. I felt like it was there to tie him into Batman Begins. Yeah, was the main purpose of that. Yeah. So, and Doctor Crane. Let's not. That was a fun. I liked seeing Scarecrow back. Yeah. That was that was a fun kind of cameo. I thought mm-hmm. he's been consistent so far in every single movie. I like <clears throat> one thing that I like about this whole series is that. Outside of the Joker, they're villains that we don't really know about a, a ton. Um, you know, Ra's al Ghul is not really highlighted in much of any previous Batman things. Scarecrow isn't either, really. Bane is in Forever? No, he was in or Batman, was Batman and Robin. And he's just not really much there. He's just kind of a, a henchman. He's an idiot. Yeah. And, and so I like that they did something different with all of the movies outside of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Bane being the main villain gives him a little more depth. Whether you like him or not is, is whatever, but it's it's still at least something different. It's not the same kind of rehashed villains that people know yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll agree because, like, uh, if any of you out there have ever seen the Batman and Robin Bane, he is a shittier rendition like it is, it is totally terrible, and this Bane is like a completely different world Bane, and I like this Bane a lot better than the other Bane. I think this Bane, like you said, like you said just a second ago, has a lot more depth, and that's what I like about this Bane. But we don't get too far into his character, so we don't know a whole lot about him. We just know he's a big, huge dot, big, huge guy with lots of muscles. Um, a very different speaking voice and a thing on his face. Yeah, I still really hate this Bane. <laughs> Don't like him at all. Is it only because of the voice? It is mostly 99% because of the voice, 1% because I thought it was lazy that he draws back to the kind of generic supervillain thing of, I'm just going to blow up the whole city with an atom bomb. Right, but do That's you so, a, so look at it this way? So in the in Batman and Robin, Bane was a, a henchman who followed Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. In in this one, we later find out that Miranda Tate is Ra's al Ghul's daughter. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that he is just following her orders throughout this whole thing? Because at the end, we find out that the whole purpose of, of her being there was to complete her father's mission in the first one of destroying Gotham. So, do you think she manipulated her relationship with Bane in order to do that, and he was just so clouded and executing her her wishes because he loved her? So, it's not him that's wanting to do it. It's her, and he is just a glorified henchman who runs most of this until the brains of the operation is revealed. Well, it's possible, but that's still a, a, a lazy supervillain trope to just blow up the whole city. Sure. When it like defeats his purpose of giving control back, how do you give control back to the people of the city if you kill them all? But my question is, do you think that he knew? Like, do you think that he knew she had the 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 boomstick? Oh, I don't know if he knew she had the stick or not. Maybe but, like his did, intention was still to do it. Maybe he did believe his own hype. Maybe he was like trying to give it back to the city, and I thought somebody out there had the the detonator but he didn't know and really was like for the people and then it turns out that Miranda Tate I don't know or Retalia I think I don't know was the one with the, the thing because he it was at the end whenever it was revealed that she was Ra's al Ghul's daughter she had the detonator and was like don't kill him because to Batman don't kill Batman because I want him to see the city burn. And then she leaves, and then he was like, "Well, you're no, I have to kill you now." I don't know. Then you just have to. Walk just now, I'm just now like this is just all of a sudden something that hit me. I was like, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Could be. But Could be. I just know that Bane's death was very anticlimactic. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, and then you don't see him ever again. This what happens when you die. I know that. But, but I know that. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like no. you know, there was there was just nothing to it. It's just like he was living, and now he's dead, yeah. and that's it. Like we don't get any last words yeah. or anything. And you know, at least with the Joker, he didn't die. But um, you know, we we got something out of him before he before he left the screen. You know, there's a there's a comparison to be made between these between Bane and the Joker in this in this trilogy that really tells me the difference of how they're portrayed. I have said multiple times that I think Bane sounds like a dumb clown. (laughs) He has a goofy voice and he's not intimidating. The Joker is an actual clown, has a goofy voice, and is absolutely terrifying. That's the difference for me between the Joker and Bane. I just could not take Bane seriously as an intimidating villain when he sounded so silly. And also, just to add a little bit more... And it had to be a, a choice, because Tom Hardy doesn't sound like that. Like, even take the, like, muffledness of the mask away, he doesn't have that weird inflected accent. That weird inflected accent. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Doesn't matter who we are. Um, no, I agree. I mean, there's... Yeah, I mean... I, I just... The, the one thing I... The one thing I just... I, I can't get over if anything at all, is just, like, how the Joker was so, not just manipulative, but also planning, and it's almost, and it's almost like, we hear of a plan from Bane, but we don't really see it. 
Mm. It's because I don't think it was him. I don't think... So there are parts in this movie where Bane seems really, really smart. Yeah. Like when they're in the reactor core or where the energy thing is and he's talking about all of this stuff and he knows all of these things. But I don't think he knows that. I think he's been told that by Miranda Tate, whatever Agul her name is. And I think that he is just executing the plan the more I think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Because there are times whenever I think that he is intimidating. I've brought up multiple times whenever he's in that Daggett guy's house and he's like yelling and ordering and he's like, I'm in charge here. And he just rests his hand on his shoulders and he goes, do you feel in charge? And I was like, oh, I like that. That was creepy. And then I like whenever him and Batman are fighting for the first time and he's just taking it and it has no effect on him. And the Batman cuts the power in the sewer and he does his famous... Uh, oh, you think the darkness is your ally, but you merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until it was already until I was already a man, and by then it was nothing but blinding. And then he just kicks Batman's ass. He broke he broke his back. He sent him to the prison and was like, "Now you're gonna be in this pit again, or where I started." And I think that he is intimidating. His voice is silly. But I think that there are aspects of him being intimidating, and I don't think that he is the one execute. I think he's henchmaning the plan in the forefront, and that's why I think that there are some issues with it because we don't know everything until the brains of the plan is revealed at the end. That's what I think. Okay. This is literally what I have just come to realize in my brain through this discussion. Were there any aspects of this movie that we liked? I did like the relationship between Batman and Catwoman. I liked how it was kind of playful toward the beginning when it was Bruce and Selina. Um, I thought it was funny. I got I laughed a lot when she stole his car. Yeah, that made me laugh. Yeah, it was funny to me when he was uh, when Bruce was when he determined that he had been robbed. And he was like obsessing over figuring it out, and and Alfred was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like that made me laugh. So I I enjoyed their their dynamic. Uh, how about you? Alfred broke my heart so many times in this movie. Uh, whenever he was basically telling, uh, whenever he left and was telling Bruce that he needs to live again, but he. He's basically just waiting to die. And he was like, I can't do this. And then he left. And then when he came back for the for Bruce Wayne's funeral, he was like crying and looking at Bruce and Martha, or uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne was like, I failed you, I'm sorry. And I was like, no, Alfred, you didn't. You did your best. Don't cry. Oh, it was devastating. Please don't cry. Well, Michael Caine is such a, He's a huggable... Yeah. He's a treasure. So He's a treasure, yeah. I've always liked hug him. Alfred. And I liked in the original series that they had the same Alfred throughout the whole thing. And I really liked that guy Gosh, as Alfred. He, he was like was 970 years old, Andrew. I'm sure he's passed He grew up now. with him, I'm sure. What was his name? Um, Do you remember? I'll try to look it up. Fuck you. <laughs> oh. um, uh, hang on. I, I, yeah. He was obvious. He's like the original Michael Alfred Guff. for me. Really? Yeah. I, I never heard. Is he? Uh, I, I don't want to say it. Never mind. I'm sure he is. No, I wasn't going to say that. Oh, okay. I was going to ask if he was famous for anything else, but then I felt like that might be insulting if he is. <laughs> like, I just don't know. Yeah, I love him. Remember he used to do, was it Coke commercials? Remember that? 
Why are you showing me his picture like I don't know who he is? I'm literally the one that brought it up. Well, I'm just showing you his, I'm showing you his name. You're showing me his forehead. That's well, true. That's Wikipedia. Yeah. For 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 those listening, it's literally just a picture of his forehead. It cuts off at the eyebrows. Hold on. Let me see that. I'm gonna take a picture of that and we're gonna post it on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash so many sequels pod. Yeah. Spoiler I'm alert. Screenshot it to you. No, this is more fun. I yeah, like it's this. more fun. Whatever you're um, done. But anyway, I like that Alfred. Um, oh, Michael Caine is probably my favorite Alfred. Uh, I think I've decided. I don't care for Jeremy Irons in the new trilogy or whatever. Uh, I like Jeremy Irons. He's not in my favorite, but I do like. I, I like, like Jeremy his different... Irons, but I don't like him. Oh yeah, Alfred. yeah. I like his different take on it. I really like the Alfred in Gotham. Man, yeah. That's the most Gotham. different Alfred I've seen. If you've not seen Gotham, he is like. You, Andrew, you should watch it. Yes, it's on Netflix. Yeah, so you can do it. Okay, then. Never it, mind. He is like, a, he's the one that's teaching Bruce how to fight. Mm-hmm. Like Alfred oh. is not just a, a stagnant butler in Gotham. He is a gruff, gonna get it, Alfred, and I like it. Right, because because Gotham's about Bruce Wayne as a child, like in the in the immediate aftermath of of his parents being killed. So Alfred is a much younger guy, not the old man that we're accustomed to seeing in film. He's a younger guy, more of a father figure. He's like a war veteran. Age. Yeah, he's tough as nails. It's pretty cool. I like it. Too. I didn't think I was going to like it at first, but I've grown to really like it. I've, You know, a lot of people have said that from what I've seen, that like there was not a lot of high hopes for it, but people have been like, yeah, this yeah. has gotten really good. Mm-hmm. It has. It's good. What were some of your favorite scenes? Uh, well. Did you write them down? I did write them down. <laughs> My, some of my favorite scenes. Batman. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I keep harping on it. They even, Tim Burton even made the penguin menacing. Well, that was Joel Schumacher. Uh, no. That was Joel Batman Schumacher. Returns. He wasn't in Batman Returns. The penguin? Oh, I thought you said Bane. I, oh, no. Okay. I was like, no, because the penguin's kind of a goofy dude. Yeah. And played by Danny DeVito. And he was still scary. He, but, like. <laughs> just, just on the note of that Bane could have been better. But, um, well, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other discussion. But, yes, I love Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh. Anyway. Anyway. I interrupted. Your uh, favorite my scenes. Fa- my favorite scenes was when, uh, when Batman returns in the tunnel whenever he's chasing Bane. After they knocked up, after they knocked over the, well, after they. <laughs> Who did they knock up? I don't remember that part of the movie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> whenever they, uh, knocked off the stock market. <laughs> and whenever he shows up, whenever he's introduced, whenever he takes out all the power, and then that cop, that cop just says, "Boy, are you in for a show tonight?" And uh, the next, fa- my next favorite scene is when Batman escapes the prison. I liked how I liked how Batman escapes the prison, and my favorite part of the movie is when uh, we see the bat signal. On the Gotham Bridge, I loved how that whole scene played out, and I loved how that whole scene just built right up. I think yep. that was a great moment in the movie. In the movie, wow! <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's not even so. A lot of times we record this late at night, and Andrew's tired because he works hard. He slaves away all day. He works hard all day. But this time we're recording it in the morning. This is your, your this is your peak time because I just got up. Um, <laughs> so. I could be in the in the outcast here, but for me, 
This movie's what, two hours and 37 minutes? Two like hours that? and 44 minutes. Two hours and 44 minutes. It's a long flick. It is, if, to me, it felt every bit of that. I. It was long. A lot of it was drawn out. It was. I, would, I talked about how in the first one, in Batman Begins, I felt like it was slow and drawn out. But this one, woof, was so, for me, long and slow until literally the very end when they were trying to stop the the bomb from reacting when it was counting down inevitability was happening and then it was like holy crap this is finally like picking up for me that was whenever the movie got like exciting like there were exciting parts throughout the whole thing but it still seemed like it was slow and then it dragged at the very end it felt like it was finally picking up and i was like oh man what's gonna happen that was Mm -hmm. the only time I will half agree, half disagree, only because um, I, for me it was kind of flipped where I did think it was too long and slow at parts, but I didn't start to feel it until about halfway through, and it was the last half where I started to not care anymore. Um, I kind of liked the the first part of the movie, the first half or so, where it was a little more, I, I'll say low-key for lack of a better term, because uh, I enjoyed... I like seeing Batman and Bruce Wayne kind of sleuth around. I didn't care so much for the overt action sequences toward the end. That's where I was like, okay, we get it. Uh, you're going to fight. <laughs> like, I liked I liked the whole, is, is Batman going to come back? I liked the city hating on Batman because of the story that he killed Harvey Dent. Also, Harvey Dent had a lot of, had a strong appearance in this movie for being dead. Mm-hmm. Um... I liked all that. I liked seeing Batman or Bruce finally be convinced to come back. It's all great character stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, but then, then once it started to get into mostly action sequences, I start to get a little, little bored. But that's fine. What do you think about the length, Andrew? I, I'm a firm believer that if you're gonna pay so much money, it better be worth your time. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like this movie could have been about maybe 20 minutes shorter. Yeah, like it, I think that would be reasonable. Yeah, I think twenty minutes shorter because the Batman story, you, I feel like it needs to be told in a prolonged sequence. And if you, if you don't tell it that way, if you don't tell it that way, you know, you're probably going to lose its audience and you know all the action and the hubbub. But there's just there's too much here, and I I felt like it went it ran very long for what mm-hmm. it was, and it. There were parts where I was just like, "All right, we need to we we need to pick this up." Like, this. yeah, the pacing wasn't there for me no, as much as it the pacing was. Pacing was not good. So the pacing in the Dark Knight is like perfect. Mm-hmm. Pacing in Batman Begins is pretty good. There's some slow points I found, but mm-hmm. like this one is a bit messier yeah. because of the fact that I think it tries to be multiple movies. Mm-hmm. And it's trying way too hard to like try to one up itself from the Dark Knight. Uh, just like we talked about in the last movie, The Dark Knight Rises also features a lot of scenes shot with IMAX cameras. Yes. And there were even more this time. Yes. And I loved watching that on the TV. Because when you watch it on TV, it takes away the, the black bars. Did y'all notice that? Yeah. And I, I, just, I don't know. Well. I don't like it when there's black bars on the TV. See, I watched it on DVD. But oh. when I went and saw it, when I went and saw it, I saw it on IMAX. Mm-hmm. So... It had that full screen effect, and uh, I'm real happy that Christopher Nolan is taking full advantage of that. Yeah, I think I think that adds more to it. Mm-hmm. Didn't you say that you walked out of this movie when you saw it? 
Uh, no, I didn't walk out. I okay. may have said that I wanted to, but okay. I, no, because I distinctly remember seeing the ending, so okay. I couldn't have walked out. Okay. Because I knew that you you really did. I didn't like it the but, first time. Yeah. I think I had way, way too high of expectations. Mm-hmm. And several years later, I can go, okay, I see what this is now, and it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, at the time, my expectations were Dark Knight levels, and I did not get that. Uh, so, no. Can we talk about the series as a whole for a second? Yeah, I would love to. Okay. So, how do we think it compares to the other ones that we've watched so far? Because we talked about it, I think it was off mic, I can't remember. But during The Dark Knight, I was thinking that The Dark Knight is probably the best movie that yes. we have done. Yeah. Agreed. We have done, as far as overall franchises, we've done the original Star Wars trilogy, we've done Back to the Future... And we've done The Dark Knight Rises. Those are the three that I would consider being the the top best. And Spider-Man. We'll throw Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 in there. As like the four best overall series that we've done. Mm-hmm. For me, Back to the Future is my all-time favorite trilogy series. And it's hard for it to beat. Star Wars is a close second. Do we think that this overall series is as good as we think it is or is the dark knight just so good that it elevates everything else about this entire franchise i don't i think it's as good as we think it is okay. because even when you look at each movie's individual merits like they're very strong films mm-hmm. you know uh, even though when you go into the dark knight rises with dark knight expectations you could be let down easily it's still good yeah and when you compare it to to past Batman movies, you see clearly that it's still very good. In current DC, everything. Even current, even even in the movies made post Dark Knight Rises, it's still one of the better ones. Uh, so yeah, I think that this is still an extremely well made trilogy, for sure. I would. I don't know where I'd rank it, but I think it would be very hard to rank because there's so much. There's so much to compare right now to what we have to what we've already studied, but I think we also have like to, for me, for me, it's the original Star Wars trilogy and then this trilogy, and the reason why that is is because they're almost one. Of the, they're not almost one and the same, but they're pretty close. How? Because the first this. movie we have the first movie we have a, a build up. Okay. The first movie we have a build up with characters. We have certain sequences the second movie is like all the way out there like Mm -hmm. it's a completely different realm of its own the third movie was kind of meh you know and that and that's how you're comparing it to star wars yeah okay fair enough yeah i don't understand that but okay Uh, you don't have to your thoughts i don't have to understand it the hell i don't (laughs) uh okay but Um, but (laughs) i don't think i would but okay you don't have to (laughs) <laughs> Again, don't tell me what I don't have to do. Thank you for her, your opinion, uh, for your glad permission your to permission. have an opinion. <laughs> we like that very much. You. Thank you for allowing this uh, dictator, Andrew. We, we very much appreciate your uh, permission. <laughs> well, I don't appreciate that, and I don't. I don't. We're moving on to that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. For me, this is probably the third. I, I would put it in front of Spider-Man, and yeah. underneath. Back to the Future and Star Wars. Okay. It's just interesting. I also point, pointed out that this series does tend to lean more towards the stereotypical franchise of a Spider-Man or of a superhero 
where you have your origin story. Then in the second movie, everybody's established and you can kind of take it a little farther. Mm -hmm. And then in the third movie, it's the broken down hero who's down on his luck and has to come back and, and resurrect after getting defeated. Yeah. It's a, it's a trend that I've noticed more and more as, as we do more superhero-y things and watch more superhero-y things as they keep making superhero-y things. Yeah, I don't know. I You could throw... I, I, I can't say that the Dark Knight falls into a superhero stereotype. I, I don't think that's the case. The other two I do. But I think I think the Dark Knight pushes so many genres that... Oh, nah. I don't think so. Do we? So we talked about the the Dark Knight. We felt like it was more of a crime drama. Yep. Is this more of a superhero movie, or yes. how do we feel like this is more of a superhero this movie? One, okay, that's what I felt like too. Yeah, yep. Oh. I don't know. Just interesting things to think about. Where do? You, how do we rank this in its own trilogy? Because I have a hard time deciding if it's it's very on par with Batman Begins for me. I can't quite decide which is better. Who gets the number two rank? I think Batman Begins is, I, se- is second. I would go with Batman Begins. Really? Yeah. I yeah. was leaning not, but leaning I don't know. towards this one? A little bit. How come? Because uh, it's, it's interesting to hear your reaction knowing how much I n- have heard you hate on it in the past. Yeah. Um, it's a little... So here's here's why they're why I think that they're very similar. They both about halfway through turn into su- generic superhero movies okay. with over the top action sequences <clears throat> that are over- so superhero movies typically end with a catastrophic mass death threat. Yes. Both of these movies do that. Mm-hmm. The first one was going to they were going to gas the entire city with the scarecrows hallucinogen this one they were gonna atom bomb the whole city and i'm like ah both of those i don't i just don't care about that anymore because so many movies do it so they they both kind of they both kind of transition toward the generic toward the end for me and the first parts i think the dark knight rises had a better opening than the bat than batman begins did okay that's where they work for me if i Cut them up into into their pieces. I like the individual pieces of The Dark Knight Rises a little more than Batman Begins, even though they both have issues. But my number one issue with The Dark Knight Rises will always be Bane. I think he cheapens the movie. For me, I think I pick Batman Begins only because we get a true origin story. It's something that we've never had. We get to see the rise of Bruce Wayne into Batman rather than parents dead now Batman and I really liked that it took a long time it was a little drawn out in the first one during that whole League of Shadows part but I liked learning more getting some questions that have never been answered answered throughout the lore of Batman and I liked that no speechless yeah I am (laughs) speechless because that's that's really my opinion as well because I think Batman Begins is a better quality movie, um, and the reason why is that there's it's very rich with character development, and I love watching movies with character development. I think it's a great 
it's a great way to pass the time and to learn more about really learn more about what you love. And especially with Batman, I, I love Batman. I grew up with Batman and to learn all this, learn all this stuff, uh, about, you know, his time in the league of shadows, uh, new, new, uh, new villains, uh, the new villains that are associated with it. It just, it makes for a, it makes for a good time. That's, that's why I like this movie a lot better than I liked, um, the dark Knight rises. I will agree that like, a whole lot better. Yeah, because like even though I was like I I literally have inched it over mm-hmm. Batman Begins. I still think they are so close. But you think it's so much better? I do. Okay. But like the Dark Knight Rises, I love I love how it began. I will agree with you. Mm-hmm. I love how it opened. But other than that, I don't know. It's just like I I've, we have said this before. It's a tough act to follow. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So All right. Fair enough. All right. Let's talk about let's look at let's look at this movie's box office performance. It was very good. Yeah, it was. I when I looked at it earlier, I was surprised by how well it did everybody, compared to the Dark Knight. Everybody was coming off of Dark Knight High. Right. And I under here's what I let me here's where I expected. What I expected this this box office timeline to look like. It would have a huge opening weekend because of the Dark Knight assignment, and then it would fall off drastically because it wasn't as good a quality. That didn't happen. It in worldwide, the Dark Knight Rises made more money than the Dark Knight. Wow, that's surprising. In the U.S., it didn't make as much, but it was pretty close. The Dark Knight Rises in the U.S. made four hundred and forty-eight million dollars. Yeah, I know that's quite a bit. Uh, the Dark Knight made five hundred and thirty-three, so it was. A little under a hundred million less, mm-hmm. so that's still significant. Worldwide, The Dark Knight Rises made a million or a one billion eighty four million. Whoa! The Dark Knight, on the other hand, made one billion four million. Yeah, it just inched over that. Hmm. So what? What The Dark Knight Rises lacked in U.S. box office, it gained on The Dark Knight in worldwide box office. So they performed so similarly, it seems to me. If I can, if I can add a little bit more towards that, mm-hmm. no. Okay. <laughs> do uh, it, do it, do it. When I, I remember when I, when I went to go see The Dark Knight, uh, they actually re-released it for a week the following January, and I think that was kind of an effort to get it over that billion-dollar mark because it probably it was, it was just on the cusp. It was like right under a billion dollars. And then they re-released it for like a week or two weeks, and it went right over that. Mm-hmm. I think it was also for Oscar consideration. But yeah, it had a hard time getting to the billion-dollar mark, which I I don't know why, but... Which one? Re- the Dark Knight. Okay. Hmm. Not yeah. the Dark Knight, right? I don't know. But, but then again, uh, billion-dollar franchises anymore are nothing... Are, are really... are are really just a dime a dozen right now. Yeah, these days they I mean, are. These days they are. I mean, because it was at what, like what, number four? Uh, the Dark Knight? And now it's... Like when it came it, out, it got up to number two. Yeah. Behind Titanic. Mm-hmm. And now it's number eight, I think. Yeah. So yeah. And that's in US gross. Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight Rises came out the weekend of July 20th through the 22nd, which is my birthday. Well, hot diggity. I got a birthday weekend Batman movie. Debuted at number one with $160 million its opening weekend. 
followed by Ice Age Continental Drift. Is that the third one? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I do not know. Is that on the list? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope right. so. Number three that week, in its second weekend, The Amazing Spider-Man. The Spider-Man reboot starring Andrew Garfield that we almost did this time around. But it got vetoed. Then Ted, everyone's favorite uh, <laughs> cursing bear movie. Oh. The, like the anti-Paddington. Yeah, yeah. Number five was Pixar's Brave. Oh my God, now I want a Ted Paddington mashup. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Number six was Magic Mike. Ugh. Number seven was Savages. Oh, that was a terrible movie. Yeah, it's an Oliver Stone flick. Number eight was Tyler Perry's Medea's Witness Protection. Ooh. Number nine was Moonrise Kingdom. Love that movie. That and number ten was To Rome with Love that I've never heard of, but starring, looks like Alec Baldwin's in it. Penelope Cruz, Jesse Eisenberg, Greta Gerwig, Ellen Page. Solid cast. Oh, but it's a Woody Allen movie, so pass. <laughs> no interest there. No. And that's it. Not an awesome weekend. Not an awesome weekend. They picked good timing to release The Dark Knight, right? Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's why it made so much money. Yeah, probably. Okay, let's uh, let's guess the score now. How about that? So the last one was ninety four. Yeah, I do not remember what Batman Begins was, uh, but The Dark Knight was ninety four. Okay, you all go, and I'm gonna look up Batman Begins just so we have a good idea. I'm gonna go with eighty seven. Oh dang it! I'm gonna go with twelve. <laughs> Batman Begins was 84. Okay. I'm going to go with 80. I was going to go 88. Oh, snap. So Did your prices right, right me? I didn't mean to. I was going into this set on 88. 87. Ah, dang it. You know how I knew I got real close? Because when I said 87, Andrew looked devastated. Like he knew what he was going to go with. No. <laughs> because you looked beforehand is the joke that I made. I feel, I'm going to say, I feel a little validated that it inched ahead of Batman Begins. Yeah. Okay. Oh, fair. 87, 84. 90 is the audience score on that one. That's pretty good. Yeah. They all seem like they're pretty solid. Yeah, I guess people didn't, weren't as upset about it than I thought they would be. Yeah. They didn't seem to be as let down as I imagined. So good. That's good. How it- many batarangs are we going to give it ourselves? Um, well, Andrew and I gave The Dark Knight 6 out of 5. <laughs> I can't remember what I gave Batman Begins. I think it was 3.5 or something. Or maybe you gave it 4. I think I gave it 4. I gave that one a 4.5. I'm I'm also going to give it 4. 4. I'm going to give it both 4. I'm going to give it 3.5. I think 3.5 is where I'm at because I gave Batman Begins 3.75. I think that's where I'm going to roll. All right. All right. Well, that's it. That's, that's it. Batman is done. Man, I'm we've sad. had some good uh, series lately. Minus, no, we haven't. No, we have. We literally just finished Grown Ups. And we have not had it lately. Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> Grown Ups and then We Sin spent City half a that. month on that disaster. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. But now it's time for a new one. Yeah. And let's hope you didn't jinx it. I don't know. I cannot... Take credit. We have a random generator going. Last year, or no, not last year. It feels like it. No, three weeks ago, 
we were forced into this movie because we all vetoed the the prior options, which included Transformers, The Amazing Spider-Man, and something else I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember what the other one was. But they all got vetoed. Now, I still say we could have done Transformers. (laughs) Watch us get it now. Um... Starting with number 39 on our list of 135 movies is The Nightmare on Elm Street Septilogy or however many it is. No. (laughs) Because there's a billion of them. There are a billion of them. I don't want to. I think I will always veto that. We haven't discussed quite yet how we're going to do those horror movie trilogies or series because outside of like saw and even the second half of saw they're all just basically the same thing well and in some of those franchises they don't connect yeah and i only care about ones that connect yeah so if we can dig into the nightmare on elm street and figure out which ones we are watch, actual sequels we can watch all the ones with nancy i don't know we'll see we'll figure it out but, but okay, for now I figured, i'm my veto is used okay i figured that would be the case all right jumping way up to number three mission impossible that would be very well timed because there's another one coming out. I would do that. I'm, I'm just going to point out. Mission Impossible? Yeah. I'm fine with Mission Impossible. I've only seen Ghost Protocol, bum, so. Bum, 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 <laughs> bum, 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 Is it the fifth one that's coming out? Yes. Okay. I believe. Oh. Fifth or sixth. In Ju- is it this month, July? Yeah. Okay, so we. Sixth one that's coming out. Really? Yeah. Okay, so we will get to the new one quite a bit after it comes out, but still. That's well. That's probably the best timed one we've done so far. Mm-hmm. That and oceans, the oceans ones. Yeah. Okay, neat. So uh, actually, next week we're going to speaking of oceans, we're going to have a bonus episode where we talk about oceans eight, the first. Uh, I don't want to call it a sequel. It's more of a spinoff, I guess. Yeah, more of a spinoff of the ocean series, but it contains. Some of the same elements, starring Sandra Bullock as uh, Danny Ocean's sister. I can't remember her name in the movie. Something Ocean? Something Ocean. Debbie. Debbie? Sandra Ocean. (laughs) That's No. We're going to talk about Ocean's 8, which just came out this summer, starring a whole bunch of people. Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Mindy Kaling, Rihanna. Aquafina. Aquafina. Who else? Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Oh, man. There's so many. James Corden. James Corden. Um... Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter. There's a ton. I've named... Seven of the eight. Seven of the eight. So who's the eight? Well, no, you've named six because we have James Corden in there. No, that was the... Oh. Oh, man, I can't believe that. Oh, man. Not, not... Yeah, okay. Well, I feel very bad for whoever we're forgetting. Oh, Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Nailed it. Boom. All right. So next week, we'll be back with Ocean's Eight. And then after that, we will jump into the Mission Impossible franchise. Okay. Well, till then, you can find us online at facebook.com slash so many sequels pod on Instagram. Also, just search for so many sequels pod. And you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you call it. We like that. It helps people find us. Share sh- share away, share away our posts on the... F- what are you laughing at? I thought you said, shit, share away. <laughs> I did not say that. Share You can share our posts on the Facebook page and help more people find our show. We would really appreciate that. Until next time, y'all. It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is your review.